Good morning. Welcome to Holy Week Devotional Tuesday edition. I've already done a lot of greeting and shouting out to people on the comments section when we went live, but I must also say hello to Ireland and also to the city of George. Um, Holy Week is a, is a devotional journey following in the footsteps of Jesus from triumphant entry on Palm Sunday all the way to crucifixion on Good Friday, resurrection on Easter Sunday. And the significant things, one would imagine there'd be very important things to look at. What would Jesus do in his final days? One would imagine that there would be important things to do. And so you can derive some lessons from that. And then, of course, it's quite amazing, you know, Jesus goes to the cross on, on Friday. It's not that he does nothing on Saturday. The Bible says he goes to Hades, uh, hell and deals with something there. And then he's resurrected on, on, on Sunday and then another 40 days of revealing himself and, and we get to, to Pentecost. Okay, so um, each of the days has something pretty significant to it. And uh, yesterday we navigated the conversation of Jesus going into the temple and sort of cleaning it out and letting that be a lesson to us on just cleaning out our hearts and our house. And um, Tuesday is um, so traditionally or known uh, uh, reflection of uh, Christ dealing with conflict and navigating or handling unsolved or unresolved things. And he specifically uh, has a go at the Pharisees and, and false religion and playing games with spirituality and teaches us to be real and authentic. So I'm going to talk to you about that. And then tomorrow's, did you know tomorrow's called Spy Wednesday? Because it's the great ambush of Judas's betrayal. And then on Thursday, it's uh, actually the Last Supper. So Matthew 21, 23, uh, all the way down to, to 46, Jesus tells the story about two sons, uh, not the prodigal sons. It's the, it's the parable where the one son, the father says to the son, go work in the field. And the one son says, no, but changes his mind and goes. And the other son says yes for sure and doesn't. And there's a lot of conversation about that. But actually what that is partly about and why it's mentioned this time of the year or, or, or Jesus' journey of a part of the story is because it's about two covenants. So, so, so God was uh, the property of the Old Testament or the Jewish uh, covenant, the Old Covenant. and But now he becomes um, a king to all the world. And he's really saying... Uh, the people of the Old Covenant or the Old Testament um, said, yes, I will worship you, but then really didn't as they should. And then and then um, this a new covenant, people like you and I, who were born without faith, said we have no interest in faith, but we changed our hearts and we followed him. So that was the analogy or the story about it. But verse 42 says, Jesus said to them, have you not read in scripture, the stone the builders rejected, so somebody's rejecting and we're receiving, has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will not be taken away from you, and uh, rather will be taken away from you, he's talking to the Pharisees, and will be given to people who are producing its fruit. Anyone who falls on the stone will be broken to pieces, and anyone on whom the stone falls will be crushed. Pretty hectic. Then the chief priests and Pharisees heard Jesus' parable, and they knew that Jesus was talking about them, and they looked for a way to arrest him. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they waited 
for a private moment. So there's this conversation about false faith and true faith, about people who say they accept Christ but actually reject him in the heart, people who don't always look like they're good Christians but actually in their hearts are very, very genuine. And Jesus uses this conversation to remind us not to judge a book by its cover, so to speak, and to be deeply aware that faith is an internal acceptance and that some people might accept faith verbally or academically, but it counts in the heart. And it counts to be genuine and authentic about our faith and, and, and not to assume that the external uh, appearances are all there is. Now, look, once you're journeying with Jesus, you start producing fruit. You almost can't help yourself. You know, it's just going to do that. And in fact, one of the things that happens during this time, I, I don't have time to read today, is Jesus curses that fig tree that doesn't produce fruit. It's all about the same story. You had him and you did nothing with him. You are a tree, but you don't produce fruit. You, he is the cornerstone and you're supposed to be brokenhearted and accept him, but instead it crushed you because... You wouldn't accept it. You see, do you see the parallels of the story of an, a, a false way of doing it and an authentic way of doing it, of um, external visual way of doing it, but an internal, a real way of doing it? And Jesus is reconciling this idea that Christ is in us, the hope of glory, and that's about what he's just about what he's going to do. He's going to move from an external entity uh, on the earth to an internal reality by the Holy Spirit to every person who will accept him. So this preparation day is taking place. So there are a couple of things well worth learning on Holy Week Tuesday, Holy Tuesday. The first is to settle things. Jesus literally goes to the Pharisees and settled things, teaches the disciples, don't grow a tree that produces no fruit, explains uh, the parable of two sons, one who says yes, 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 and never does it, and the other who looks like they're not interested and even says no, but actually in their hearts they do it. And Jesus is settling things around him. I want to encourage you today to think about things you need to settle. There may be a conflict that you've avoided that you need to settle. There may be a situation that is weighing down on you and you keep pushing it to the back of your mind. But I, I think perhaps today is a, a good day to pray a prayer about it. Send an apology if necessary. Reach out if possible and settle the matter. It's really worth it. And then the second thing is Jesus sets new standards. He tells people that faith is not ceremonial and practiced through trinkets and holy things, and but holy people practiced through authentic expression and practiced through, um, through a, a, a test of the heart um, and not uh, uh, some sort of a, um, external uh, a show. I think that's the word I'm reaching for. So he, he settles things and then he sets a new standard. We have a new standard. Our new standard is not about a geographic place is your church building holy enough or is your Bible big enough or is your personal altar at home? Do you have something hanging on a wall? All of those things are fine. But the real standard is, is a matter of the heart. And, and Jesus teaches that through that parable and by rebuking the falseness of the Pharisees and by encouraging the authenticity of the, the contrite or broken-hearted believer. I'm sorry I hurt you, God, is the right posture to be a follower. And then 
And then lastly, uh, Jesus steers the story. I, I think this is a remarkable part about Holy Week. It's intentional. He, the Bible says he set his face like flint to the city of Jerusalem. He knew exactly what he was going to do. He knew where he was going. He is not the victim of Judas's plot. He is not uh, the, 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 the captor of Pontius Pilate's efforts. He chose the storyline. He set the story. And I absolutely love the idea that he, he, he directed his life in obedience to God. And I learned from that. I'm, I'm learning during Holy Week or Passion Week um, that uh, God steers my life and I am to, to be under his leadership and under his lordship. And I'm not the product of somebody else's decision or the victim of somebody else's plot and Christ like a lamb to the slaughter in this instance deliberately takes the journey. Uh, he was not forced. Uh, Judas did not arrange it. The soldiers did not arrest him. Pontius Pilate did not convict him. Uh, the, 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 the Jewish leaders did not crucify him. He uh, chose. I really am very passionate about that. They were all merely actors in God's extraordinary story uh, of our redemption. So I, I really want to remind you of that. So what does he do on Holy Week? Um, he, he settles things. He uh, sets new standards. He steers the story. In our hearts, let's settle things. Let's set a standard of internal to external and of authenticity. And finally, let him steer your story. Tomorrow, of course, uh, is Spa Wednesday. It's actually traditionally called. Um, we'll have a look at that moment of betrayal and what maybe we could learn from that. And then on Thursday is actually uh, the Last Supper. And uh, and then Christ uh, crucified uh, on Friday, which we'll, we'll do at church and 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 if you can't make a church service we'll, we'll broadcast it online of course so should we pray we're at 10 minutes after seven let's pray please consider um sharing this on your timeline and also um liking it on youtube because it tells youtube to show it to others and subscribe to the channel we broke records yesterday i think about the largest number of people watching the daily devotion uh, since the start of lockdown so let's pray lord thank you so much for uh, your your decision to, to walk in obedience to your heavenly Father while on earth here um, and 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 made and made the statement uh, your will O God be done and not mine uh, we pray that you will teach us um, uh, the value of authenticity to settle things that need to be settled it's easy to uh, cleanse the temple and blame others for their bad behavior but then we have to look at our hearts and cleanse the temple of our hearts and confront some of our own bad bad behavior, unwise behavior, and even sinful behavior. And then thank you, Lord, for receiving you, uh, 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 to receive you in our hearts, to not say yes, yes, and do nothing about it, but to receive you. And then, and then finally, Lord, thank you for being, being uh, our CEO. Thank you for being our, our leader. And thank you for being our master and, and also our king and equally our best friend. Will you teach us that today in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.